All right, what's up, class? This is Optimus Fields at My Living Truth, and we're back for another episode. We got an epic one for you tonight, but before we get into that, we're at block height 699 and 696. What a block height. And the current price per Bitcoin is 46129 So, Jester, please introduce our guest. I have the pleasure of introducing Anthony Ronning. He is a lightning developer at Impervious, and he wrote this fantastic blog post called uh, about the current state of the lightning network privacy. And you can find that on his blog at abytesjourney.com. Uh, so uh, this is uh, quite an honor to be able to interview and get to talk with, uh, with Anthony. So. Anthony, uh, go ahead and say say hi to the class. Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, happy to be here. Uh, thanks for having me on. Let's go. All right, so Anthony, show show your wares real quick, and then we'll get into these questions and and the origin story of how we even got you here. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, like just for said, I'm Anthony Ronning. I uh, work at Impervious AI, uh, .ai, which is basically a programmatic layer on top of Lightning. You can sort of think of it as like, um, you know, Sphinx in the way, but for just all kinds of applications and Lightning native services. Um, we had some really cool stuff. Uh, we had a hackathon last week, or sorry, last month, and we had some really cool stuff come out of that. But um, it's not directly like privacy related at all, but I think it's like some really cool, interesting um, Lightning technology that, that we're building out there. Awesome, dude. Well, uh, if if we don't go over too long, I'm I I would like you to explain that to me because I'm like I've seen your Twitter and your stuff, but I'm unaware of what you do. So let's bookmark that for the end, and hopefully we don't go over too long. But without further ado, Anthony, dude, thank you for coming. I met Anthony literally in the airport coming back from Bitcoin Miami 2021. Uh, I did a post eating some. Um, <laughs> Cuban food and he was literally sitting like three seats away from me and we just had this moment where we're like is that you he's like is that you and then we just started talking super cool dude and then I hung out with him at Bitblock Boom pretty much the whole weekend this guy has side note this guy has one of the most epic cars I probably have ever seen it's styled out this guy is ready for the zombie apocalypse it was absolutely fire so first off anthony your car is super dope bro and <laughs> thanks dude. that that's what's up so you you need you kind of kind of made me fomo into getting a new car but you know stacks that stay humble so without further ado, yeah bro, i i okay. bought that before i went all in on bitcoin so uh, that's <laughs> that was my bad there you I'm go i'm not selling it though i'm not selling I'm it <laughs> <laughs> yeah bro it's epic guys it's super epic this guy is ready for anything his car is ready for it all so super cool dude and honestly we had really cool conversations at bitblock boom and i literally just saw him walking and i just like reeled him into a conversation and he was just blowing my mind so when i got home i'm like yo 
will you just come on and, and talk to the people about lightning privacy and you know the pitfalls that people may be doing with their lightning node if they're trying to be private so maybe anthony you could kind of do maybe like a short summary of of this article that you wrote like a you know just just a little tidbit so that people will get excited to go read it yeah, yeah absolutely. Or what what got you in for lightning uh privacy like what what made that even come up on your radar yeah um I, I was working at an exchange uh, for, for about a year, year and a half, and it had implemented Lightning. I had implemented Lightning there, and, and you know, I was seeing all these, like, uh, possible uh, privacy attack vectors uh, as we were, like, building it, and as we were, like, you know, com uh, compliant regulation and stuff, and I, I saw all these, uh, like, vulnerabilities, and I, I didn't like it. I, I didn't like what was going on, and... I decided like a lot of pe well I didn't think a lot of people knew um a, a lot of the concerns that I knew and I thought it was a con like I I didn't like that nobody knew it so I basically came out with like this overview like it's like a 25 or 30 minute read um about everything I know about lightning network privacy which I I I think covers as as much as like what anyone kind of knows uh, for the most part but um, just kind of like trying to educate people and, and, and then like at the very end, like if you don't want to read like 25, 30 minutes, uh, like jump to the very end and it just like has like, like a list of bullet points of like, here's best practices. So if you, if you don't care about the whole spiel, um, just do that. So, um, my concern for like how people are using their nodes, um, was one of the main drivers for me actually writing, uh, the privacy article. Epic bro. Epic. Um, how about let's start with just the first question. Is probing good or bad with lightning? Yeah, no, I, I don't uh I don't like it. I don't like that it's a that is a thing that people can do. Um probing specifically, there there's there's a lot of different things you can do with probing. The the most uh like the good case is that people want to be able to um, figure out what the fee is going to be before they actually make, um, make the, make the payment. Uh, so essentially what you do is that you send a fake payment that you know is going to fail. You basically, um, you can just think of it as like corrupting the last hop of the payment. Um, and you know, it's going to fail and you know, you're going to get like a certain error message back if it does successfully make it to the end. Uh, so you know, people people just want to find a reliable route, and especially custodians want to do this because a custodian will like tell a user right at the beginning, your fee is going to be this much, and then you hit OK, and then it sends the payment. And uh, you know, it would be really shitty UX if like it comes back every time and go, well, we tried to do it for five cents and we couldn't. Do you want to like try for six cents? Or you know, it's just like a terrible. UX to like keep going back to the user and like saying, well, that fee didn't work. Let's bump up a different fee. Um, so what basically custodians do is they'll like probe ahead of time, um, and you know it's really just to figure out what a path, what paths work, and what the fee is going to be. So like that's the good case for um, probing. But the the bad case for probing is that you can actually like figure out uh, what what. Uh, channel balances there are for, between like each node. So if if I wanted to figure out how much 
funds um sit in like on uh you know alex bosworth's side of his channel um on his his lightning node um so with with you know with lightning like if you open a channel with someone else some funds will be on your side some funds will be on their side um so you know i don't even actually know how much or i don't think a lot of people um do it too much but you can figure out how much uh, balance it's on someone's node. And then that makes it like an attack vector. If I know that like, you know, Justifer's node at home actually has, uh, you know, one Bitcoin with a capacity on his side, uh, then I can like just, you know, $5 wrench attack him. Um, but it could be the case that like everyone else is just opening channels with Justifer. So like Justifer could, in theory, in theory, have like zero funds on his Lightning node. And everyone's just like opening channels with him, and so uh, probing is is a way to like figure out how much balance. You keep increasing the amount that you're probing until it fails, and then when it fails, you know that okay, the last amount I sent uh, was the amount that's on that channel, and then you just do that for every channel. So like, it, I think it only takes like someone did a research paper once, and it was only like 17 seconds on average. They figured out like the best algorithm to do where like it just takes 17 seconds per channel to figure out um the like a close enough balance to like 90 or 95 percent accuracy of what the actual balance is um so like that's that's where i don't like probing and then you can even do uh even more advanced things i actually found this out while i was writing the article i didn't even know it was a thing i didn't know like if anyone knew it was a thing very few people apparently did uh, private channels aren't actually like private at all. You could um, actually probe to find if there is a private channel between two nodes, um, because each channel has an ID that relates to its UTXO, like on the blockchain. So it'll be like block height, you know, where it li where it is in the block, and then um, the actual output number. Um, so you can actually like probe a bunch of nodes, and if you have a suspicion on like what UTXOs are like channel opens. Uh, you can like start to like narrow down to see like who has a private channel between each other and like the UTXO that makes up that private channel. So you can even probe for that. So I think in general, like I don't like probing. I don't even like good uses of probing because it just like advocates for spamming nodes uh, with like a payment that will fail. Um, so I yeah, I it's a long rant about probing, <laughs> but uh, I think it like actually unearths a lot of like even privacy concerns when you're talking about balances, UTXOs, private channels, things like that. So like I don't like it as a thing, but I know like I don't know what the answer uh, is to it. You know. Gotcha, Christopher. You got any thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah, one thing that that comes up, like I I know like people are are using lots of probing. It's like it's part of uh, like a routing and just pathfinding in general, um, and it it is super useful. But uh, what I've been noticing is like it's like where where are you going to focus your efforts? Like could could you actually probe multiple nodes at the same time? Like because you mentioned seventeen seconds per channel, but like you know I've got like 80 channels so i mean just to find out like the balance that that i would have like that would take a while and that's just one node out of like the fifteen thousand nodes that are out there on the lighting network so it's uh is it something where you're gonna have to like focus your efforts um if you're really trying to find out uh one person's balance or a whole bunch of uh nodes balances that's a good question um and i i 
I forget the actual like implementation of how it was done and how they came up with 17 seconds. Um, I would say that it would be asynchronous. Like, so um, you would be able to do it uh, all the channels at once. Um, so if it does take, in my opinion, so I would have to like reread the research paper, but like you can like send, uh, you know, out of your lightning node, Lightning nodes typically support around like 50 uh, transactions per second. Um, and you can basically send up to like 483 uh, payments out of a single Lightning channel at once and like have them be pending. Um, so like I would I would say that like we could probably get that 17 number to like if we're targeting a node and it has like 100 channels, I would say like we would be able to like just all like try all the channels at once and then just like in 17 seconds be able to figure out all the channel balances on that node. Um possibly. Now, uh, I would have to reread the research paper to see how like it actually came up with that number and if it really was like the best way to do probing and it wasn't asynchronous, but um uh, but no, it's a good point. I mean like if we were try like another thing with probing, uh y- yes, you can like target a specific node. And then, like you know, do things like try to figure out balances. Um, but by by also doing that, you can also figure out when payments are coming in and out if you're doing it like fast enough. So you know, if like I probe uh, your channel now, one of your channels now, and it has like capacity of like a, 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 a you know a hundred thousand sats, but it, I do it again in like five minutes, and all of a sudden it's like 150,000 sats. Then I know you just got paid 50,000 sats, probably. Um, I don't know that for certain. I would have to like probe your other channels to see if that 50k sats like went out another channel. But I could do that, and then I could if it. But it stopped if it stopped at you. Then there is some assumption that like maybe you just got paid 50,000 sats. And I think that's um, if you were in theory to apply that to the whole entire network, you could figure out you could try to hone in on like the flow of funds throughout the network. Now it would be it would be resource intensive to like you know like I said like 17 seconds. Like how are you going to do that to like all the channels? There's like what 20k or, or so channels right now. Um, but uh, you know you don't underestimate the amount of resources that NSA could have. Um, you know, so that that would, like if you're like trying to hide, like it, what was funny is I came out with this article, I w- I've been I was working on it for like a month and I came out with it like the same week, like two days after Edward Snowden went on some rant and talked about how uh how Lightning Network is like shenanigans. I I think he meant like as far as privacy is concerned, and I I wouldn't go that far, but he like <laughs> I wouldn't like suggest Edward Snowden like use Lightning if he was like trying to like be private from like an NSA type entity. Oh, totally. Um, let's see. We, we really dove into the, the deep technical <laughs> of, of probing already, so, but, but you cover so much in this, uh, in this article. So like just from a, a channel open and a channel close, we, we know that there's, there's both a channel open and a channel close that is part of like, the whole lightning thing that's kind of the, the brackets at, at either end uh what can you tell me about uh, just just opening a channel and and the privacy that uh concerns that that might come up like when, when you go to open a channel yeah absolutely um you know because there 
is this, you know, there's not really any privacy on the base layer of Bitcoin that somewhat spills over into Lightning when you're, like, opening channels. Um, when, when you open a channel with another peer, what the rest of the network sees is that either you or the other person locked up whatever UTXO in that channel um and it could be it could be either person so like the rest of the network just has like a 50 50 chance but that utxo does belong to one of them um otherwise like they wouldn't be able to like you know lock it in a channel um at all um so but what's interesting is you can you can start trying to get like a good estimate of like whether or not um it, it belonged to one person or another so you could just just do in general like chain an- analysis on like okay like um if 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 a certain if if you are let's say you have like one utxo and it's like a million sats but you're but you want to open up two channels that are half a million each with like two different people um you will basically you you will split that when you open the first channel you'll split it in two basically um and you lock up one utxo with one peer and then you have your change output um, with that change output, you open up another channel with another peer, and to the network, they see that like this, what was one UTXO is now like two channel opens with, and and the only common denominator is like the specific node. So like, we know that those funds basically existed to that one node. So you can start like applying chain analysis to um, channel opens and even channel closes to like to try to figure out. Um, which node actually used the UTXO to make up a channel. Uh, what's cool is that uh, the, um, I don't, there's that uh, C-Lightning dual-funded specification where you can actually like have two nodes like specify, like two nodes will put up uh, each their own UTXO, um, which is really interesting because then it, it helps like, even the fact that it exists right now helps um, with like the odds of like, well, bo- it could have been both nodes, you know. So it's like it could have been one node, it could have been the other node, it could have been both. So it just like adds an additional heuristic that helps. Um, but yeah, because yeah, you have to be really careful with like UTXOs. And and I know like if you're doing like heavy mixing and then you, you know you throw all the outputs of the mix into like a single lightning node and you're like opening channels with all of them, you you kind of like consolidate your mix UTXOs at that point. Um, and that's not the best thing to do with your mixed, with your mixed coins. Um, so I, I know like there's probably like some area where you can like get away with it for a little bit, but if you were just to constantly unmix your coins by linking them all together, then that, that wouldn't be good for your mixes. Um, yeah. And, and I, th- I, but I think that's like, in just like, uh, like you have to be careful. So like, I, I, I go into like, okay, well, how do you like get around this? And and I would say like, well, if you're like trying to be like super secret or whatever, um, you know, maybe just like you, it's not like the most ideal thing, but like one scenario is like you just have like one UTXO per node. Um, and whenever you're done with that spending out of that channel, you, you throw that node away um, and you spin up a whole new node and you just put one UTXO on it. Um, and and yeah, that that would be one method of doing it. The other method would be to, like to source other people's UTXOs uh, instead. So like you could think of it like using Loopout or using uh, Lightning Labs Loopout service or using like I think BitRefill still does their Turbo Channel thing, which basically tells the other you basically want to tell the other person to open a channel with you, and that's using their UTXO. So you could build a node 
where you're basically paying other people to open a channel with you. And then that way you never leak any of your UTXOs. You're just like always using other people's UTXOs. So uh, the, the problem with, like I can look up any node on 1ML and like see all the UTXOs that made up all the channels. So then I can run like chain analytics on them and figure out like, oh, is this like, does this, does this node have like a lot of history of like opening up UTXOs with mixed funds or like darknet funds or, or whatever it is. So um, that's like the main concern with like UTXOs uh, and, and in public channels is that like I can figure out what UTXOs make up a channel. And that was like a long rant, but like UTXO is like a big, the UTXO management and the channel management is like the big portion of like lightning privacy in general, just because the on-chain, on-chain doesn't have any privacy at all, basically. So, so we know like each, each UTXO like has its own history. You can, you can pretty much uh, track that as it, as it goes, you know, through the blockchain and, and through like different KYC'd, uh, KYC'd individuals uh, just by doing chain analysis. But, but what you're saying is that you can pay to have a channel opened to a node that, that doesn't really have a history and then start to just fill it with, with lightning funds. Yeah. Um, and then you would essentially not have uh, like any UTXO that was associated with the node. And you could just build a node that way. Yeah, that, that's like if I like, so I, I started Node, I guess about a year ago, and I didn't do any of the shit that I, I, I actually learned about, you know, and wrote about this year. Uh, if I were like to do it from scratch again, um, I would do this. I, I, I would like, you know, pay for turbo channels. I would, uh, in or, in, then in order to fund my like new Node, um, I would basically spin up more lightning nodes and just put one UTXO on that node, open a channel with some random peer, and then try to send as much funds from that lightning node through the lightning network to my node. And I would fund it that way. Um, uh, and then no one else would like really know where the funds came from to like fill in the, uh, the capacity on my node. Um, and then I'm just using other people's UTXOs basically. Wow. So that's not even involving uh, private channels, which is like what I hear people think of a whole bunch when they when they think of uh, privacy on the Lightning Network. They immediately think private channels. Uh, do you think like involving some private channels into uh, like your your node operations would would help, or do you need to be all private channels, or just a, a couple, um, or yeah, what what else would you uh, yeah, what what can you tell us about private channels and uh, how they should like fit into a whole node management uh, toolbox? Yeah, and that's a good question. Um, one of the things I kind of figured out with private channels is is that it it really should not have been named private channels. Um, it should have been named like something like unannounced channels, um, because there like um, I think I mentioned earlier with probing you can you can figure out if a private channel exists between two nodes and you can like look up the UTXO of it. I don't know there's not been any research papers on it, but it is it is possible and I so I, I don't know how long it would take in practice to figure that out. Um but it is something that you can do. Uh but besides like probing to figure out private channels between two nodes, um let's say that you have a node and you have like all you have is like a few private channels on that node 
in order to receive at all, you basically have to give invoices that reveal your private channels to the party you want to get paid from. Um, so the rest of the network, besides the peers you're connected to with these private channels, but the rest of the network won't know it exists um, unless they like do that probing vulnerability I talked about, but in, in, in theory they wouldn't. Uh, the rest of the network won't know these private channels exist, but if I ask you to pay my node and, and you have to like pay through private channels because that's the only channels I have, um, I basically leak uh, my UTXO information to you and, and all my private channels. Um, and if I'm like a node that only has private channels, then probably all those private channels are mine. Um, so like that's 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 a vulner, like that's kind of like where uh, when you give invoices to other people, your private channels are revealed. Um, well, and then there's yeah for like the, the lightning torch like I, I remember seeing a whole bunch of people start uh you know posting these invoices to be like next in the in the the lightning torch and some of those were like private channel invoices with with routing hints so if if you're posting that on twitter does that yeah. essentially announce that your node exists yeah. So yeah, there's there's two parts of it. Um. So yeah, if you are like a fully private node and you only have private channels, um, you, nobody else even really knows that your pub key exists at all. Like if you tried to look it up on one ML, it it just wouldn't exist. Um, and other nodes uh, wouldn't know it exists either. Um. So that's like one benefit of like doing a fully private node. Of course, like whenever you Whenever you give that invoice to someone else, you you leak your UTXO channel information on those private channels, and then you also leak the pub key as well. So if you actually go and um, give that private channel, sorry, uh, post that invoice to, to the whole world, the whole world will now know. Uh, so you're absolutely right. Um, and then, yeah, if you were to like you know do a public channels later, you know people can make that distinction or whatever. But but yeah, like I wouldn't. Um, I probably wouldn't. Well, on the other side of it is like the other node. Like, in theory, the other uh, node on the other side of a private channel could have been the one that opened up a private channel with you. Um, but if like you're a fully private node, then that probably wouldn't happen. That's huge. Um, so, okay, so if you're running a private node um, and you've got private channels, you also need to guard your your invoices. Now, let's see the. I guess the the third part of it is is closing out your channels because I mean there's a there's a big difference between like the amount that you would open a channel with, um, and then and then the amount that is part of like a closing transaction to close out that that channel. Now the you know what what I what I know so far is that. You know, there's going to be a difference between the amount that you start with when you open the channel and the amount that you close the channel with. Um, are, is there anything that, that people need to be aware of, like when, when going to close their channels? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, get, it gets interesting when you also consider like the fact that like if you had a private channel and you closed it and then like opened up a public channel with that change you 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 leak some heuristics as well and people can like try to figure out um who you may have had the private channel with if if they also 
uh, spend that output. Um, but like in general, I would say like um, if like if you're trying to be like the most private here um, to to mix your change after you're done after you close a channel. Now it gets like you know you're you're talking about you have like sixty channels, right? So it would be a pain in the ass to like actually like if you ever had any closed, like actually go and mix them. But like. Um, if you were to, it also like, uh, you could also like figure out, you know, like you said, uh, there's an amount that's different. So when you close that channel, um, uh, two people will get two UTXOs, right? Um, and, and it's the amount that they had. So like you could, if one of those peers like opened up, um, another channel, you basically know which UTXO belonged to them and how much that amount was for. So, uh, let's say me and you close the channel and, and I get, uh, you know, 100 K sats, and you get like 900 K sats. Um, and I like nobody on the network knows at this point at all which who got who, who got what. Like, it's just unknown. But once I if I spent that into a, a channel open with another peer, immediately like people go, Oh, okay, that one was his. So, Jessifer must have gotten like 900 K from that. So, if he uses that UTXO somewhere else. We even if he went to go pay some vendor or whatever, we know that like that UTXO belongs to like Jessifer's node. So like I would say, you know, the best practice, um, you know, even if it costs a lot on chain, uh, well fees are low right now, but uh, is to just mix after you're done closing because you leak heuristics as well um, f from that. Interesting. So do you think that would be like a good practice to just like? just start a flow going where you're you're opening channels and then you're closing them and then as soon as you close it you, you try and take that whole UTXO and just uh, put it into a, a collaborative spend tool as I like to say like a wasabi wallet or samurai yeah so I would like um, if you had to close like like right ideally you never have to close right but if if, if your channel does close um, yeah, then just automatically just go ahead. Uh, best practice would be just to go ahead and put it into one of those wallets and mix. This has been absolutely fantastic. You've you've really gone into depth, but <laughs> let's see. I don't think I would be doing uh, Bitcoin kindergarten justice if I if I didn't uh, ask you some some of the some of the more fun questions, uh, which is uh, one. Uh, I've, I've noticed on Twitter you're you're missing a very uh, very key element of being on Bitcoin Twitter, which is uh, where, where are those laser eyes? Right. Um, I I I know I'm, I'm a poser, right? Like I don't have the laser eyes. Um, I had them for a little bit. <laughs> I I just I I I wanted I didn't like not seeing people's eyes. Like I would say like, and that was just it. So I first signaled taking off of laser eyes because I, I think it depersonalizes people and we're already living in a time where masks are depersonalizing humanity. So I, I, I don't like the laser eye aspect for that part. If like we were going to hit hundred K, like, you know, when, when, the, when like Matt O'Dell said we were going to hit hundred K or 200 K, then they would have been fine. But, uh, it's like been forever at this point. I want to see people's eyes again. <laughs> that was a meta answer, bro. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. Jester got all the nitty gritties out. Uh, let's, let's reel it back in a little bit for the people that got lost for the last 30 minutes. 
Sorry, uh, that wasn't that wasn't very kindergarten of me. No, it's cool. <laughs> it's awesome because we're all learning. Like now, we're actually learning. We usually try to make it for the listener to learn, and now we're all sitting here taking notes. We're like, okay, shit, I gotta reevaluate everything I've done on Lightning. So, um, I remember when we were talking at Bitblock Boom, you you had this moment where you were talking about best privacy uh, practices on Lightning. And someone asked you what your node name was for your lightning node. And you cold blank with 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 no remorse in your eyes, like, I don't tell people that. And I thought that was awesome. So explain to the people this. I, I know you kind of already got into it, but for for the left side of the bell curve Bitcoiners out there, explain to people why you don't even share that information with people. Yeah, it's it's I would say it's almost like sharing an XPUB with another person, right? Um, given like what I said about how like someone can look on chain and or sorry, on one ML and see all this information about you, like like what if what if I had like an IP node, then like, you know, people could like, you know, see oh he, like this is his IP address. It could be his home node or whatever. Um like there's all this information, like basically metadata that people can look up on you. Um so like I don't I don't like telling people my alias uh lightning node um like like even even today fiat jeff was like what's your node alias i'm gonna go ddos it so like fuck that um <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna tell anyone my node id i think only like one person knows and i i, I keep a close eye on them get him awesome dude um justifer it's alan big isn't it <laughs> let's go uh okay another interesting thing and and Honestly, you're going to have to refresh this because you, you were going in on this idea and, and I lost you for a moment. So also, I was a few beers deep, so the, uh, I'll blame it on that. But um, the idea of using custodial wallets for privacy concerns and, and then also, you know, figuring out ways to um, use the custodial wallet to get coin onto your node without revealing your privacy yeah so th this is a fun one um and and I, I do this uh as well um so given what i said like if if you're trying to like, let's use strike as an example um like let's say you're stacking all your sats and you're just sending it from like strike to your lightning node you basically dox like i said about you know doxing your alias you basically dox all that information about your lightning, you know, to strike. And, and maybe for like a first couple of times, like strike just, you know, they may not know who's the receiver. But if you're always like, like every week or every day, you're like doing DCA basically to your lightning node, they have a pretty good assumption that that's probably your lightning node. And then they can like go further and like have assumptions based on like, okay, well, uh, you know, here's UTXOZS in that channel um, uh, and things like that. So what I suggest people doing what i do um if you were to send it to like uh wallace satoshi um strike knows that it's just it's just paying wallace satoshi it doesn't it doesn't know it. it knows it's probably not you because they know what who wallace satoshi is uh, um wallace satoshi doesn't know where it came from which is the cool part um it could have came from like any node on the network basically so and and wallace satoshi wallace satoshi doesn't know who you are, right? Um, 
I, I think you can like optionally sign in with like an email address or whatever. You can use like a fake email address to just not sign in at all. But so Wallace Satoshi doesn't know who you are. Wallace Satoshi doesn't know where the funds came from. Um, and then you can go from Wallace Satoshi to your node. And then, you know, Wallace Satoshi just knows it's just paying some node. It doesn't know it's you. It doesn't know who you are. It just, you know, and if you do some random alias, it doesn't even know like much amount of data about you in general. So like that would be my suggestion. And then Strike just knows it's sending to like Wallace Satoshi. It doesn't really know anything else about where it's going. Um, it, it won't ever know like what node is like the final result. Um, but you do have to like manually send to Wallace Satoshi and then manually send to um, your home node. Awesome. And that would completely break uh, the heuristics. For the most part, um, yeah. It, uh, in theory, um, if, if if in theory, if Strike had a had only like private channels, with this gets into the weeds. In in theory, there's like kind of a way you can do like like um, inferences if if there were like private channels involved. Like if only Strike and Wallace Satoshi knew had a private channel and existed, and Strike was only sending. Uh, actually, no, that's wrong. Cause, yeah, if Wallace Satoshi receives funds through a private channel that only Strike and Wallace Satoshi know about, then Strike probably knows. Um, then Wallace Satoshi probably knows it came from Strike. But that's it. It doesn't know. Like, it still doesn't know who you are. They may be able to guess which custodian sent it, um, but like, probably not in theory. I'm pretty sure, like. For the most part, that's not going to be the case. Um, but but in theory, you can figure out some stuff about that. But yeah, for the most part, I would say like you're you're okay there. Like you're you're definitely like way improving um, uh, your thing there. And yeah, it's basically like a proxy wallet at that point. That's awesome. That's probably yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, definitely probably. Did I just hear a fucking clap? Yes, we've upgraded in here. That's here. amazing. Uh, that's definitely yeah, an endorsement listen. for custodial Let's go wallets. motherfucking bars! Why do you guys need to chill? Um, awesome, dude. Well, that will be an endorsement for custodial wallets for people out there thinking about the privacy on Lightning. And um, I think... Non-KYC custodial wallets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Like, yeah, let, we have to make that distinction, of course. Um, well, Jester, if you want to ask more questions, by all means, and everyone in the class, if you guys have questions, you, you already know the deal, you can ask them. But, uh, I have this question, Anthony. Um, in your opinion, is Lightning Network the magic bullet for privacy in Bitcoin? You know, I, I, I don't know if I would... I, you even hear this from like protocol devs of like the the way that they solve problems. It's it's like scalability first, um, and then like you know other things like that. I think uh, Rusty Russell like put it a good way once. It was like it was like scalability, something else, security or security, scalability, and then like privacy, and like that's like kind of like the third uh, priority there. So it's not like it's not the thing people are trying to solve for. There's definitely like a lot of improvements that, that we need that I'm like, like that we could get, um, at, at some point soon. Um, but it's, it's not like a magic bullet at all. 
uh, just to put it simply, like you you do have like if you're trying to be the most private as possible, you don't want to like accidentally fuck up. You do have to like kind of you know pay attention to what you're doing with like channel opens and closes and your UTXOs and UTXO management in general, um, and then like you know uh, creating invoices and giving them out and stuff like that. So like it's not a it's not a magic bullet. You can't just like hit the top of the bullet and like blend your shit together like a magic bullet, right? Like you you gotta like really really pay attention to it if you want to achieve privacy but it does help like a lot of things that i've said um it does help because it's it's uh as far as like probing and things like that you can't go back in history and figure out like how much of a balance someone had in their note you can't like you know once they're gone you can't like probe them anymore um so like there's some improvements as as far as like history goes but it's not it's not like a silver bullet um you kind of have to be careful a little bit. We've been watching uh, some DDoS attacks happen on the Lightning Network recently, and I was curious, uh, like, what are your thoughts on that? And and do you think Lightning is is ready for the then they fight you stage of of Bitcoin? Yeah, I I think that's a, I I I don't know. All the exact details of like I, I know custodians are like getting DDoSed. Um, as far as I know, uh, it hasn't been Lightning Node DDoS attempts itself, like a DDoS on the actual Lightning Node. I know like web services and and custodians are getting DDoSed. Um, but there are like like just in general denial of service um, vulnerabilities in Lightning. I know the um, the channel griefing attack where you just basically flood a node's channel uh so it can't like send or receive anymore down that channel like that that exists and that's a denial of service attack um but we haven't really we haven't seen it yet and and i know people have been like trying to like push for like solving this problem as soon as possible so we don't have this issue um but it's it still exists so there, there, there are some denial of service attacks on the protocol level um, that haven't really been abused yet. That may, I don't know, if someone's out there. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I think it's good for the network to like have it, have these things happen. It, I think it, you know, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Um, so like the custodians, they can get their shit together. Um, and devs, you know, if we were to get a protocol level denial of service attack that you know, ran rampant, then hopefully we have more feet, uh, fire under our feet to actually fix it. Yeah, I 100% agree. Okay, so you, you said you weren't going to tell us, you know, what, what your node was called, but uh, are you willing to share who your first channel was to? Or... Chester's a spook. What was your first experience in, in Lightning? Yeah, so... so I what i can tell you my first i think like my first real channel was like before i even had like the node i have now and that was with um i had the official lightning labs wallets um back in 2019 and um you know it's been discontinued so rip but um yeah, i remember i remember the cool thing that they did at the time was uh they did auto channel management and stuff. So all you had to do was like send a Bitcoin to that wallet and it would like randomly open channels with like nodes that it thought were good nodes. So I don't even know uh, who officially was like my first channel. Like it abstracted all that for me. 
um, which was kind of cool. But yeah, my, my first experience, like actually like having like a mobile node was that wallet. And that was uh, at um, Lightning Conference, which was pretty cool. Epic. That's awesome. Um, this is another question from Jessica. <laughs> uh Jessifer is wondering uh what upgrades are you craving for lightning and then to add that on what does lightning look like if it were perfect today or or in the near future the one i'm really looking forward to i think there's two that i i, I want in general but the one especially for privacy would be um it, it used to be called round every routing now it's called um blinded paths uh basically where you could have receiver anonymity um so like if i wanted justifer to pay me right now i would have to produce an invoice and it would like show my alias right and i already said i don't want to tell anyone here my alias but i could create like a blinded path um and 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 justifer would basically just try to get a payment to a specific node and then it kicks in from there and so like he doesn't know what happens afterwards and it eventually gets to me and Jesper doesn't doesn't know anything <clears throat> which is pretty cool um, at least I, I think that's basically how it works um so that's a huge improvement for privacy the other one in general i want channel factories uh but i know we like need any prib out for that and but with channel factories we should be able to like have um like like partnerships in like opening channels and i think it like helps with scalability problems but um you know it it could be years away <laughs> uh so i don't know about that one <laughs> awesome dude um this is another one yeah just channels within channels um so i'm not sure what implementation you're using to run your lightning known but we thought of this question and this this has to do with people not knowing what to do with their node but should you have add-ons on your node, like like a Umbral node or the My Node uh, node setups? What are your thoughts on that, and uh, do you think you would recommend that to people? Yeah, so so like add-ons, like like um, like the like Sphinx Chat, uh, Sphinx Relay, and, and things like that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, I I think it's a good idea. I I like for the most part. Um, I know some people um have concerns about like. The way Umbral like dockerizes everything, and and they have a worry that um, you you're trying to do too much on the same node, and it may like start weighing it down. I think that's been the philosophy of um, Ronin Dojo. It's like they don't want they don't want to add lightning. Um, uh, I think they're just like <laughs> you know uh, they they have their own personal vendetta. No, I'm just kidding, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think they have a valid point of like you know running Samurai and like all the other services that like Ronin Dojo is running, and then also like running Lightning at the same time, which is basically basically a hot wallet. Um, they're concerned about just like overloading the node itself, but I think in general, um, add-ons like Sphinx. Um, I think eventually you know maybe we can get like an add-on like impervious to like some of these nodes and and. Um, and like you know have access to like build general applications on top of your lightning node but um yeah no i'm i'm for it i just would be concerned like if if uh we try to overload the node too much awesome bro uh let me see 
Okay. What's the, the other one that I wanted to hit was uh, what's your what's your favorite part about lightning uh, currently? Yeah, uh, I I would say just like instant payments in general because instant payments itself, instant micro payments uh, specifically, just opens up so many use cases where you can have like things like paywalls um uh paywalls or just like you know paying for like a specific thing and not just like having a subscription um so like i i think there's like so many use cases that um could be unlocked and that you know we just need like people to really be determined and like build it out um you know maybe we can get i don't I, you know fuck the new york times but maybe eventually we can get the new york times and stuff like that to like have uh, you know adopt this model or at least like some you know publishing outlet Maybe like a Bitcoin specific one, maybe Bitcoin magazine eventually, right? Could like have this concept of, of micro payments for articles. Um, but I think it like unlocks this use case that we really haven't like dove into too much. I think. Oh Anthony. my god, I love you. <laughs> yeah, Anthony. Uh, Jester, Jester got got a real big man boner for you when I told you you were coming on. And he was super bummed he didn't get to like officially meet you at any of the conferences. And I was like, it's all right, Jessifer. Like, you will meet him, but first of all, you can have a great conversation with him. So, man, thanks for coming out, bro. This is awesome. Uh, BAP has a question, though, in our Discord. What's the long term viability of Raspberry Pis as Lightning nodes? You got thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I think. You know, uh, when when I I live in Texas and we had the uh, we had the snowstorms and stuff this year, um, and I had my Raspberry Pi at home without like a U a UPS. Well, actually, no, I had a UPS, um, but it would only last like a few hours, and we were having like rolling blackouts, um, and the rolling blackouts would last you know sometimes longer than a few hours. So eventually, my node just kept kept dying because uh, the UPS went out, and eventually. It would turn back on again when the power came back on, and then it would like die again. Like it kind of like fucked up my node uh, that day. But luckily, like uh, the the cool thing about it is like the hard drive was like intact. Um, it had like uh, SSDs hooked up. Or sorry, um, USBs hooked up for like backups and stuff. So like I think like if 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 something were like terribly wrong happened to the Raspberry Pi, um, you could like but your hard drive was okay or like the USB backups were okay, things like that. Um, you could just replace it with like a brand new Raspberry Pi and just like hook up the hard drive again. And like, uh, one one thing I really like about the Raspberry Blitz, um, that's what I use, is um, it it basically every time you want to upgrade it, it, it makes you like wipe the whole thing, but keep like your your data on your SSD. Um, so you almost like get into this habit of just like wiping the whole device. It acts like a brand new device, but it has your data there. Um, so I think like even if even if these Raspberry Pis just last last like a few years, um, you know, if something bad were to happen to it, I think like you could just you know replace it with another another Raspberry Pi. Awesome. And um, your your channel, yeah, your channel data like there's backups on the memory, uh, the USB if you need, um, if like that's like a last resort kind of thing, and you can even like do backups to like a cloud storage or something like that as well. Um, but yeah, like like if you just had the SSD and you had all the data on the SSD, you could just like spin up the node and it works from there. Um, but if like if if that SSD went out completely and you lost most of the data, you have the channel backups on um, on the USB, 
and you could at least restore your funds that way. Sorry, uh, yeah. I, the reason I added that, Bap asked about about that. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They'll they'll see it in the uh, in the stream. They they can see all the questions. Oh, cool. Um. Okay. Well, man, I think you answered most of our stuff. Uh, I think maybe. Is there anything else that you would recommend to people in regards to lightning that maybe you haven't covered yet? Or, or we, actually, yeah. we could just kind of... I'll, I'll put your article in the description as well for people. But uh, before that, yeah, maybe there's a few more techniques that you can share with the people so they can reevaluate their whole lightning setup. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, one of the things I do want to like give a shout-out to, because they, they do this really well, uh, Moonwallet, um, M-U-U-N, they they do a really good job of like trying to protect the privacy of, of their 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 users. So like they will even like rotate like every time you spin up a new invoice, like it creates um, like fake private channels, and and like it rotates your pub key behind the scenes. Um, so like if I were to give an invoice out, no one here would like be able to deduce anything about me. Um, because it like does this abstraction behind the scenes. So like I would say like like if you want like the most pri like like if you're not running like your home node or whatever um, your Raspberry Pi, but you want like a good privacy preserving mobile wallet, like Moon probably does the best out of all of them. So like I would suggest people use that. Awesome, dude! A lot of awesome and, endorsements. Yeah, and then and then yeah, like like you don't even need to read the article. It's just like jump to the very bottom to get like the TLDR. Maybe I should have put that at the top, but uh, just jump to the bottom and like it has like bullet points of like what I would say is like some best practices that um, are reasonable for people to to um to use. Awesome, bro! I got one last question, and the guys, if you have questions, ask them for them before we wrap up. But this question is a personal question: Is Jester good for lightning or not? Is he the Anakin Skywalker of lightning, or is he Luke? Is he or is he Neo? Cause he's got a big head, bro. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no, he could he could be Neo, man. He could be Neo. No, I I think it's good for lightning. He 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 does like a lot of educational things, and he's running a lightning node that I probably have routed through. So so he at least did me a favor. Um, so I well I paid him for it, I guess. But yeah, yeah I think he's good for lightning. <laughs> Just for you know, I love you, bro. <laughs> Jester is the man. We love him. He's our in-house lightning guy. Uh, so, Jester, Anthony, uh, I don't know if you guys want to, you know, end this in a special way. If you guys want to nerd out for a little bit, that's cool. If uh, Anthony, you want to show your wares, we can we can do all that. We are your running up to an hour so i think we hit the people with a very very solid episode today i think they're gonna have to digest this one and, and rewatch this one to understand everything you told us tonight because i know we lost winekis within the first 10 minutes so <laughs> there's gonna be a few of us that get lost no, I mean I have nothing to show but my uh, my my Twitter handle. Go 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 watch me ship post there. Uh, C Y C R Y P T R. It's kind of a pain in the ass to spell out, but yeah, I mean uh, no, I I definitely appreciate the conversation. I'm open to like any questions now or like you get you know anyone in the audience can like shoot me a question. 
um dm my like uh, you know i'm on discord too obviously so you can just like dm me there if you want um but definitely appreciated uh coming on and talking about it awesome dude Anthony, this... thank you so much yeah you're uh thanks for sharing all your lightning knowledge i learned stuff um i, I know everybody in the audience learned something uh, from channel opens channel closes probing uh, the whole gamut uh and like about lightning privacy so i that was that was huge so thank you so much for coming on love it yeah awesome agreed bro all right guys this was episode 114 on lightning privacy 101 with anthony ronning and stick around guys we will be back for teacher's lounge in a few minutes i just got to set up the stream and we'll be back so thanks for listening come back next week you know we're gonna be here we love you guys so peace out until then this is optimus fields and this is Bitcoin Kindergarten. Peace.